Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Getting It Out Podcast. That was Toxic Youth from Milan, Italy. The song was called La Bira Lamente, and it's off of their 2022 reissue of their 2022 album, Back to Youth, out now on WTF Records, available everywhere. That track is actually a bonus track that they put on this reissue. All the other stuff you can hear everywhere else. They actually have videos for every single song on this record. So if you're looking for something from Toxic Youth, you're going to be able to find it. You're going to be able to find a video and everything to go along with. This band's been around forever. Hardcore Punk out of Milan, Italy. Check them out. Speaking of hardcore punk, on this episode, I got an interview with the legendary Jerry A. Lang, the vocalist of Poison ID. And we're talking about his new record, from the fire into the water and it's out now it's available everywhere it's something of a compilation and what it is exactly well he can explain it better than i can so first check out this intro song you know it already it's from hot zone and then get my conversation with jerry yeah what's good all you bitches and bitches it's the illustrious hot zone back at it again with another podcast intro you say oh you want to do a podcast intro for the getting it out Yeah. 
So here we are. It's the post-Christmas episode. Has everybody had time to decompress, as they say? Uh, decompress. Nobody's ever decompressed before, unless you got a, like air in your spine or whatever. You know, you know, you put one of those neck pillows on and hang from the ceiling, decompress, hang by your ankles. You don't decompress by sitting around and drinking wine with the gals, by drinking booze with the boys, by sitting back. That's not decompressing. Let's come up with a different word. Relaxing. How about that? That was fine the way it was. And you had to decompress. You had to make it unbelievable. You had to make it stupid. You had to make it so I don't respect you when you say it. Anyway, I hope you're able to do that over the holidays. Uh, I guess we're still in the holidays, huh? The holidays uh, covers Thanksgiving, Christmas, and seemingly New Year's. Uh, lately, I've noticed people send uh, Christmas cards that are actually New Year's cards. It seems like a, a ploy to spend an extra week on the fridge. There might be some people doing that in my family. Maybe that's why I've noticed it. Maybe I'm thinking that's a good idea, and that's what I want to do, too. I don't know yet. I haven't decided. We didn't do it this year, and we're not going to. But, you know, it's a thought. It's a thought, and uh, I'm not sure how I feel about it, but uh, that's how way a lot of things happen. You know, I think I'm out. I'm against it, and then suddenly I'm front-running. I'm doing the same thing myself. But it was nice to be around all the people for the holidays for Christmas is what I'm talking about. Christmas is the holiday specifically that I'm talking about. We did it all in one day this year, which is not something we've done in the past. All in one day. Every family, all in one day. It's a lot, including our own, including our own little Christmas morning here at the house, and then off to my side and off to her side. And it worked out. We did it. it. It worked pretty flawlessly. It was just long. All right. So we did everything on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day was uh, spent kind of relaxing, watching some basketball. Big day for basketball. Uh, the Sixers did well. The Eagles did not do so well. But actually, you know what? They did all right on Christmas Eve. They did fine. I was happy with it. Consent. Uh, Sixers did great. They're losing right now as I speak to the Washington Wizards by five points with 20 seconds to go. So I think the eight-game winning streak is coming to an end right here, right now, live on Getting It Out Podcast. But don't you worry. They're doing just fine. Happy to see James Harden is considering not coming back. Not because I don't like him. Not because I don't want him on the Sixers. But because if they don't win with him this year, then give up. Then move on. Go somewhere else. That's right. It's time to move on. Maxi and Embiid, along with whatever superstar they could sign using that Harden number, that works for me. That's, that's great. I like this. I like planning for the future like this. This is good. Uh, hopefully uh, MB doesn't request an exile and then we'll be all right. We'll be fine. Enough about sports, though. Let's talk more about the holiday season, the way people act my age. It's always people my age. Here's the thing I notice is millennials. Millennials are a problem, all right? I'm a millennial. Yes, uh, I will admit that. I was born in 1984, so that you could, some people say that's Gen X. Some people say that's millennial. I don't really know. I don't really care. That's the thing about it. It's not something that actually matters, but it is fun to make fun of millennials, and if I'm one of them, then fine. That's fine. I'll do it um, because I'll make fun of myself and the people like me because we deserve it. We all deserve to be made fun of. That's the point. All right. That's the whole point of life. The meaning of life is to be made fun of and to accept it and to just figure out that you're a nerd and everybody else is also a nerd. And it's okay if we're all just nerds uh, as long as you don't cry about being a nerd. That makes you a dweeb. And that's a bad thing. Don't be a dweeb. Anyway, the worst thing about millennials is around the holidays, they act like there's a stress that they can't escape, and they always talk about the stress of the holidays. What is so stressful about spending time with your family and friends, your loved ones, the people who care about you, and like buying them shit and buying each other shit? There's no, there shouldn't be any stress in that. Yeah, maybe, okay, it's hard to get the house ready for a party, but shut the fuck up with your little complaining about the stress of having a good time. Do you know what you sound like? You sound like yourselves, actually. You sound like yourselves. And uh, what do I mean by that? I mean, like, you you guys, you millennials, people like me out there with your, I'm, oh, I'm bipolar. That's the other problem. You're all bipolar. Shut the fuck up. You can't all be all these things. You're all stressed out about the holidays and you can't do anything because you're bipolar. Just stop fucking complaining. Okay, this is always this is like my favorite thing is to not complain. And this is exactly what I'm doing right here is complaining. So uh, I see the irony in this. But I just need to tell you that you don't get to complain about the stress of the holidays and having fun and being with people who care about you and giving gifts to each other. You can't complain about that shit. Shut up. And you're also not bipolar. You're not. Okay. I mean, you might be. 
<laughs> you very well might be, but uh, I bet I'm going to take the odds that you're not. And if you are, uh, keep it to yourself. Hopefully I don't need to say it, but I'm definitely joking about half of this. Uh, it's just funny now because like being bipolar is like totally normal. It used to be like finding a rare Pokemon, uh, but now everybody's queer bipolar and uh, I just I just don't know I don't I don't know which ones are real which ones are fake and which ones I should have patience for you can't tell me to have patience for all of them uh, because I, I don't even have patience for my own kids so like think of what you're asking from me uh, my, my kids who I love more than anything in the world I don't got patience for them and you want me to be patient with some uh, some bratty bitch on Instagram uh, complaining about making cookies Anyway, speaking of bratty bitches making cookies or maybe uh, old guys making meatballs in France, I had a conversation with the legendary Jerry A. Lang of Poison Idea. We talked about his new record, From the Fire Into the Water. It's out now on American Leather Records. It's an awesome compilation of tracks that he was a part of. If you haven't checked it out, please do. Don't be confused. Don't be thwarted by the album artwork. It's just part of the charm of the awesome record. Google it right now, Jerry A. Lang, From the Fire Into the Water, or you can just listen. This song is from that record. It's Jerry with the band Crime Scene, and the song is called Black Cat. Check it out, and then listen to my conversation with Jerry. record and the fire in the, from the fire into the water right and totally caught me by surprise i wasn't expecting it at all i didn't know you were working on this thing i didn't know it was uh in i didn't know it was coming at all and i put it on the day it came out it was the first record i listened to last friday right the 16th yeah and i was kind of blown away by it because i know what to expect from you right poison idea but this thing is all over the place but in like a really cool way so uh 
I've figured out a bit what it is, but when I pushed play, I didn't know what it was. So can you tell me what this record is, what it was, what it, how it, what should people expect? Well, when Poison Ideas stopped playing, um, right before COVID, I was already working with other bands, doing some stuff with uh, Savage Beat and um, Crime Scene. Well, Crime Scene didn't start, but, but the hard-ons, I've been playing, doing some stuff with them. And uh, just during the COVID, I've been playing, continue to play, and I want to <clears throat> continue and, and put something out, do like a new project. And I'm like, well, I have all these other things in the on the back, and I'm like, you know, now that I think about it, I did this thing with The Ransom. I did this thing with Jenny Don't. Let's compile them all, put them together, make them like one long, like one of those 80s variety shows, uh, <laughs> you know, where like Kenny Rogers comes out and he's like, and now next is Deep Purple playing, brother, you know, <laughs> it's something like that. And it, fl- it flows, it's, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's not all just, just a blast through the manic, you know, thing from start to end, but, but, uh, you know what? I don't listen to that kind of music all the time. I do, but I also listen to, you know, whatever this, you know, the Sid Barrett track I do, or or the mm-hmm. rocks, you know, the more rock. So it's it's just, just what I'm what I'm listening to and what gets me off and what uh what I think a record should sound like. So that's what it. Yeah, I just compile it. And I, I dig it. <laughs> I, I I like it too, and I I for, as far as I can tell, I'm not the only one. I've seen like some overwhelmingly positive stuff. Has that been the overall reaction you've gotten back? I mean, you know, my friends, I just, I just ask people, what do you think of it? I go, does it flow? Because I'm always worried about, you know, I just, if you put something out there, no matter what it is, if it's a painting or whatever you want it to be, you don't want it to be substandard and shitty. You just want to, uh, mm. can you cuss on this? Oh yeah. Yeah. Do nuts. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so I just wanted it to be representative and, and you know, be decent. And so people, they seem to like it, you know, yeah. there's always, there's always somebody that does it no matter what, you know, right. that's the thing with, with the, with the books I did. I'm so happy that those, because like on Amazon, it's like leave a review and there's like all these five, 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 five stars, but then there's a couple zero, zero. <laughs> and if somebody hates it that bad, if somebody really, that really inspires, I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. That's, they're not, not just like ignoring it and going, ah, this is boring, whatever. They're going, Ooh, I hate this. You know, so I'm like, wow, that really blows my mind. That's, you know, so that's cool. Whatever, if it is, you know, if it does that, people, same thing with the record too. People seem to like it so far. And I'm like, cool. I like it too. That's right. Like, well, it's like they always say, you don't want indifference. You want anything but indifference. And uh, that's, that's amazing though, for someone to fucking hate read a book. Like if you're going to, like, I can, I can, I can hate listen to something, you know, I can listen to something and know in an hour it's going to be over, but to sit through a couple hundred pages and hate something, that's, that's a weird fucking commitment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I never saw it. I like it. it. Kind of, it makes me even happier now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, those books that you mentioned, the uh, the Black Heart Fades Blue. Uh, you did you did three of them. Uh, I wasn't. I genuinely wasn't aware with about this until today. And uh, now I want to pick them up. I saw you selling them. Um, and uh, Wolf well, through Rare Lit, but you, whatever. Um, you what? Where, when when did these actually come out? Did they all come out together? How did these books? How did this all come together? Yeah, well, what happened was um, there was this cat that lived here in Portland, Adam Parfrey, and he ran this Feral House publishing. Oh, yeah, he I know Feral House. Good, yeah. Yeah, he and me were good friends, and we would be driving around, and I would say, yeah, on that corner there, that's where I saw, you know, this happened, or this and this. And he's like, man, you, and he's like, you got to write this stuff down. This is great. So he inspired me to do it. I wrote it down. He passed away. Um, he was going to put it out. And so I kind of just shopped it around and Rare Bird said, we'll do it. And they they looked at it and they're like, yeah, we want to do this. It's pretty, pretty intense. And uh, so they, they said, well, it's so many blah, 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 thousand uh, words. And I go, well, is that good? Is that bad? They go, it's pretty fucking, it's pretty fucking big. And I go, okay, we'll just trim some down. And they go, there's nothing to trim. There's no fat. This is all really good. And I was like, oh, wow. that's good. So they go, yeah. 
So we're going to bust it up into like, you know, the early years, the mid years and the later. And I go, well, that's what if somebody just picks up the mid one in the library and just like, where does it, why does it end right here? Why does it start in the middle of a, you know, a, a car crash or whatever? And they're, and they like, you know, I'll believe people will dig it. They'll like it. So I think that if they go back and uh, do another repress, they're talking about combining them all into a big, you know, phone book. It was, <laughs> it was like, you know, you can beat somebody to death with it. It's so big, but, uh, it's yeah so that's you know that's another thing that it's really people are kind of blown away by that too that book they're just it's like like i say it's like a painting or a poem or music or whatever you don't want it to be shitty and substandard and it's like it's like it's basically like a a blast beat of literature it's like a discharge record it's just like you know and i know there's a million books out there with with guys singers and, and band people going you know talking about the you know whatever the fighting and the fucking and this and this and this yeah. and i was like you know what that, sh- that shit's been done a million times i like other you know all the books i read you know no matter what they are like you bukowski or Dante or anything they don't you know they're, they're more from the soul it's more of like a feeling they should have a feeling you read it and, and you feel you know like the way photos should be good photos you look at it and you're like wow that's i'm there you know i can smell that you know so that's kind of the way the book is that's cool. I, I'm, I'm certainly picking them up. I need to finish this fucking Led Zeppelin biography I've been reading for six months. That's like a 600-page thing. Uh, oh, but uh, I should have gotten through that a long time ago, but I'm, but I'm just <laughs> trudging my way through. Uh, it's good. It's just, you know, it's kind yeah. of it's like you were talking about. It's just de- little details. The, this bad thing happened, and then this, you know, but whatever. Yeah. Yours, yours seems very interesting and more my more up my alley than uh, that. Not that I don't love Led Zeppelin, but you know, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Yeah, I was. I did a, a record thing last week, and uh, through I took this. This is kind of an off story, but it kind of makes sense in a way. It's kind of relative. Um, this I took to that ancestry dot com thing, right? So, so I got these people. This this guy comes up and he's like, "Hey, I'm your cousin from way back," and and he's like, "Let's let's be family." And I'm like, "Man, you know." It's like I'm kind of busy and I'm doing this, and and he shows up at my book thing. He shows up at my record thing, and he's like, you know, is, is your uncle on this side of the family? And blah blah blah. And I go, I go, you know what? I go here, man. I go take this book and just check it out. And so he's reading about my childhood, and he's like, and he calls me up. He's like, yeah, I can see why you don't like your family, why you don't keep in touch with your family. And I'm like, I have nothing to do with them, man. I have nothing to do with them. And he's like, wow, it's like surprising you're still alive. And that's what everybody says after reading. Just like, God, I'm surprised you're still alive, you know. And it's like. Well, there's a reason. It's out of my hands. I, I was, you know, yeah. there's a reason why. So yeah. So it's it just basically, yeah. It, it uh, it's pretty like it, it's yeah heavy. So. Pretty pretty intense and heavy. Yeah. Well, um, much like the music you're known for, because obviously most people know you for Poison Idea, and uh, yeah. you started doing that back in '80. Is that when Poison Idea came up? Yeah, I was playing, I was like 16 and I was playing in bands in 79. I mean, I was, and to me, that was kind of like the, the tail end of the punk. I mean, because everybody knew, you know, punk, Sex Pistols and Ramones and stuff. And it was mm-hmm. kind of like, all. it was kind of like a household word by then. And I uh, got into it in Portland and started playing in a couple bands. And, uh, you know, I, I, I tell in the book, I talk about, it, I was like, you know, I, everybody was like, the punk, the leather jackets, Ramon things. And then, and then by like 80, you know, Joy Division and, and that, you know, the fall and that wave of it came in. And I remember like selling my leather jacket and start dressing like kind of like in like overcoats, you know, kind of like the post-punk thing. And then it took, it took to like, to like Black Flag coming back when Black Flag came. And then, and then it was like, wow, okay, punk is back. Punk's dangerous again, you know? It's like, well, that's, and that's, so I went from being like a, like a punk guy to like a hardcore guy. Yeah. And unfortunately, that also chased out all the, the girls in the scene and all the, <laughs> all the gays and anybody of color and anything. And they just like went later, you know, and it's, it's like, you know, it's man's club now, you know, or, and that's, you know, skater. Yeah, pretty, pretty alienating genre. You know, it's a, especially, yeah. I'm, I'm sure, especially back then, obviously before my time, but, uh, you know, just even, even when I got involved with it, uh, still a boys club, you know, probably to this yeah. day, I'd imagine. Well, you know what, man, it evolved into something now. I don't, I don't know if they consider it punk, but the, but the stuff where they're like doing the spin kicks and shit, that's, yeah. I, I see those videos now. And I'm just like, 
it's like I might as well be watching something on the moon, you know. I'm just like I just stare at it like, oh wow, what is going on with this stuff? You know, it's it's I can understand it. I can understand it, but they seriously uh bottled that feeling and, and you know, because it is intense. It's some serious uh aggro going on there. Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh it's poison idea is pretty uh maybe sonically, ethically, I don't I don't know exactly, but it's it's like pretty f- there's, don't get me wrong. There's still straight up hardcore punk, like like it was played back then. But like what's considered the hardcore genre, Poison Idea doesn't sound much like that anymore, or that doesn't sound like Poison Idea. I should say it's there, but there's a lot is in common. But it's still uh, sonically, it's quite sure, different. Sure. sure, you know, it's like um, you know, as, as you get older, like when I wrote the book, I found out that the reason I didn't know why I was doing it. It took me to write it and step back and look at the situation and go, this is why the music sounded like this. Because I was firing on the id. I was living in the, I was just like reacting. I wasn't, mm-hmm. nothing was planned out. Nothing was planned out with Poison Idea. It was all just like, just boom, boom, boom. And it was all just like, just the primal aggro, just constantly, you know. So that's the, what, yeah. how you feel. Boom, you say it, no no filter just boo and so so it took me a while to look at oh that's why it happened you know that's why it was. <laughs> you know yeah. so so yeah it was crazy it was just... well poison idea for me i'm, I'm 38 so uh, i missed the first wave when i was i wasn't even born when the band started and i've got you know kids and i'm nearly 40 right so yeah. the uh when poison poison idea came on my radar and i have to imagine came on a lot of people's radar was the Pantera cover on the Crow soundtrack uh, of, of the badge, right? But that led me to finding Poison Idea. And I think the cassettes I had were the We Must Burn, Pajama Party, and the Jeff Dahl um, collaboration, which I find interesting because now this, this record, why I'm talking to you from The Fire in the Water is a lot of collaborations and maybe even uh, a couple covers on here. I don't, you know, I don't know exactly what, or maybe there's a cover, you know, so it's funny that the, it matches up that way, but I found you that there in the early nineties and then kind of went all around figuring out what poison idea was about. <laughs> Is that, am I alone there or did a lot of people stumble across poison idea because of that Pantera thing then? Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, we, we played a festival once in Europe, and we were playing with Machine Head, and they cover, they do uh, Allen's on Fire. They covered it on one of their records, and and we, we played it, and um, we were joking. They were standing on stage watching us, and I joked. I go, now we're going to play a Machine Head cover, you know, for you. <laughs> and then we got done playing, and these kids were running up to us, and I was with the guys, and Rob and those guys, and, the, and these kids go, so when did you start playing that Machine Head song? That's really cool that you guys cover that, you know? And I was, and the guys kind of like looked down sheepishly. And I was like, you know, it's like, it's whatever, whatever, you know, if it's on, I was watching some show last night and uh, it was like, there was like all these songs, like bam, bam, all these 90 songs. I was like, wow, this guy's basically just, it's like a play. It's not really even a movie. It's just such a song after song after song. And I was like, whatever, whatever opens the door, whatever people go, oh, I like that. That sounds cool. And then they go back and try to find, the root of it where it came from that's that's cool you know some some people see the you know the kurt cobain thing with the guitar and he's got the big field of darkness sticker they're just like and it's like kurt cobain's favorite band but, but you know that, that guy had a thousand favorite bands it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah kurt cobain's favorite the band. Yeah, like, yeah 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 kurt cobain's favorite band and so so whenever people are like oh, i wonder what that sounds like and they listen to it it's like you know yeah whatever you know introduction just fine that's that's cool because it, it's hard to it's so it's so we were kind of so cultish and stuff it's hard just to wake up one morning and all of a sudden out of the blue mm-hmm. you know you find it find it you know that's yeah there, there's got to be an entry point of course it's fine you know i dig i honestly the pantera song um they do a kind of weird break a beat and i was like most covers, it's really rare that you hear a cover and you're like, wow, that's actually better than the original, you know? <laughs> it's always kind of, you go back and listen to the original and you're like, oh, that's where it's from, you know, like all the Beatles songs, all the, yeah. you know, the stuff they covered. You go back and listen to the original, like Little Richard, you're like, oh, fuck, that blows the top, you know, blows that shit away. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but Pantera, but Pantera, you listen to it and you're like, that holds up. That's pretty good. They do a thing in the middle. It's like, we don't do. And I'm like, Hey, I didn't. That's so when we start playing, it's like, let's rip off Pantera. Let's do what they do on this one. You know? <laughs> so, so yeah, they, they did a good job. They did a good job. 
politics aside, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know they're not a very popular band with a lot of people these days. Um, but they were then. They were fine then, I think. Maybe. I don't remember. Um, but <laughs> but I do remember the popularity of that. Uh, obviously, you collaborate with a lot of people. How do you determine who you want to work with? What is this just people that, you know, you hear the music. What, how does, how does that work out for you? You know what, if, if it's, if it's, I wrote this little thing on the record, this little liner notes. And it's about like, I remember when I was a kid, you would say, you know, Hey, you want to jam, get together and jam. And jamming was kind of like a, kind of like a bad word. It was kind of like what hippies did, like grateful dead. <laughs> like, jam. I don't know. I'm not going to jam. What do you think I'm saying? You know, no, you know, but, but, but it's, it's like, it's like variety being the spice of life. It's like you, you do, you know, I work with different people, like, like the big stick on that thing. They're kind of like, I don't know what you compare them to. Like maybe like thrill kill cult or skinny puppy or something like that. And, and, you know, you hear stuff like that and you're like, wow, that's actually pretty cool. And then you kind of daydream. Wow. Just think if I was playing in Romstein, how that would sound, you know? <laughs> and then, and then all of a sudden you get a chance to, and then you get a chance to people are like, Hey, would you like to play with us? And you're like, yeah, I would just to see what happens, just to see what yeah. happens. And you throw your hat in the ring and, uh, you know, so if, if it's good, I'll, I'll do it. If it's good, I just did this stuff with these French cats, Vanilla Blue, and they're like kind of like a poppy. They almost sound like Naked Reagan in a way. And I was like, mm. "This sounds cool. This sounds great." So I was, you know, I'll do whatever. You know, I'm not, I'm not gonna like, you know, no, it's gonna tarnish my reputation as a, you know, and, you know I don't want to oversaturate the market with my, you know, it's like fuck that. I'll do whatever. You know, gotta do. Well, I think I think that's I think that's so appreciated because people are like that. People are, you know, they want to act like they're like. like shelter themselves from or from they want they don't want to expose themselves and be parts of these things and experiment and and i think that's what i appreciate so much about this is that uh, from the fire into the water is that it's so different track to track there's so many different sounds and so many different ways that you, that you do what you do and it, like all of it works and i don't think i would have known that if i hadn't listened to this record and you released it well you know what i, I was kind of joking when i said it was like an 80s variety television show but in yeah. a way it, it it is kind of like that, and but it sounds. But you know what? It's song by song, it holds up, and it, all the songs. I because I wouldn't have put them out if they were shitty. Uh, honestly, it's like I I think they sound good, and uh, and it's cool. It's 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 cool working with all these different people, and I'll do it again. Yeah. <laughs> well, the uh, the one track the one track isn't uh, isn't a collaboration. It's it's the butcher. It's a new, as far as I understand, a new unreleased. Well, now it's released Poison Idea song. Uh, what's the story on that track? Where does that come from? Well, that was uh, there was a time in my life where it was uh, I was pretty uh, shaky, and uh, it was with we got back together. Uh, Tom Tom Pig Champion stopped playing, um, and that kind of the band kind of broke up then. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I ran into the original bass player. From the Feel the Dark, from, from Pick Your King, Kings of Punk, Record Collectors, that guy from the. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. First, the first very first lineup of Poison Idea. I ran into him and I had played with him for like 20 years. And we were going, you know, we're all still alive at this, at this time. Uh, let's get back together and play a show, do a, a New Year's show. So we got Big Champion, Chris Tense, and Dean Johnson, and we all got back together and we played. And it was cool. It was like the first three or four records. And we started playing more shows. And then Tom's like, this is, you know, I quit for a reason. I don't like doing this. You know? He's like, physically, physically killing me. So he, so he stepped out and we got this guy, uh, 
Ian Miller, who's like this rockabilly guitarist now, and he's really, he's genius. And he came in and uh, started playing with us. But at that time, like I said, I was like a full-blown drug addict. And it was just, uh, you know, with hell for these guys too. And, and we started playing and we went, tried to go in the studio and we did like nine songs. We did that uh, a thing on Tang called Learning to Scream, which is a three song, seven inch for Tang Records. And then we had like seven more songs in the can. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but the guys were just like, you know what? You're insane. We can't work with you. Like, we're, we're quitting. And these songs just sat there. These songs just sat there. And I was like, ah, fuck it. I can't, you know, tr- trade my songs for some drugs, you know? Here, I have these songs. People are like, I don't want them. So, uh, so they just sat there for years. And finally, I'm just like, you know what? We got these songs. And I listened to them. I'm like, this ain't too bad. I'll dust this off and throw this out there. It's not that bad. So uh, we still actually have a couple. So maybe some That's cool. That's... I got to imagine. And I, I think this is like any band that's been around for like a long period that you've been. There's there's probably a good amount good amount of material in the well, you know that there's stuff you can pull from that hasn't been released. Is that the case? Other than other than these couple songs you just mentioned, is there a lot of Poison Idea stuff that's unreleased? <laughs> well, still you know out what? there. The, the um all the reissues we've been doing mm-hmm. with uh, TKO, like we reissued. I'm looking at them now. that you grab them? The Feel the Darkness and. Uh, we reissued it, remastered it, and then we include another album as bonus B-sides and outtakes <laughs> and live stuff. Um, blank, Blackout, Vacant, same thing. We released it as a double album set with all these outtakes and other unreleased stuff. So we're pretty much put, it's pretty much out there now because we've put out so much, I mean, these double album stuff. So there was at one time, yeah, there was plenty of unreleased stuff, but now I think this is like the only thing left. This is like yeah. just the, yeah. But uh, those records are, you know what? Those records are just amazing now. I don't like to talk about, you know, say that about your own stuff, you know? <laughs> I, I was I was saying something the other day, it was really funny, I was telling this story about um, my wife, Jennifer, we were doing a mail order one night, and I was listening to uh, the Zombies, uh, Odyssey, or- Oracle, Odyssey and Oracle, Oracle, Odyssey, and uh, and I was, and we we're doing pick, packaging Pick Your King, the first record, and she's heard it, it's just, <laughs> she's not familiar with the band, you know, like, she, she didn't know anything about punk, and uh, and I'm talking to her, and I'm listening to this record, and I have the Poison Idea record in my head, I go, I go, you know what, I go, this record is the perfect record from beginning to the end this record and she's like looking at me and i'm holding pick your king in my hand but i'm listening to the zombies and i go there's not one song on here that's bad this song is so good and she's looking at me like wow you must really have think highly of yourself you know to think that this record you're holding and i'm sitting there and i'm listening to it, and all of a sudden i realize what i'm doing and i go i go not this record not this one this one what we're listening to and she goes oh okay well that that kind of makes sense i kind of agree with you there but like before so uh but yeah there's <laughs> there's everything is been out so uh yeah that's that's funny but but people would agree with that people would agree with those uh the, the pick your king and uh kings of punk and you know those like those records are, are huge to a lot of people yeah yeah i mean you know what it, it was it was an evolving beast it always you know you can you can look at it like like a life like a lifetime you can look at the birth with, with pick your king and just the you know 13 songs in seven minutes whatever it was right and then then it's like the second record is like oh they're kind of you know they actually changed they're doing this and then they're kind of like oh here comes the double kick drum and here comes this and then now they're oh there's a piano on this what's going you know and they're like there's strings and stuff like that and we kind of grew but you know what to the very end we kept the the like I say the feeling firing on the the aggravation and, and just the intensity. We kept that going, but we but we learned we uh, mm-hmm. evolved, yeah. and it was yeah. So it was we never you know I don't think there was ever uh, you know I'm not gonna slag any bands, but there are some bands that do the you know their mid life stuff, and people are like oh you know even the big bands even right, yeah. people are like what the hell it's just like this. they call them in you know and there was really never we never really called any record in we were all of them were you know they held up yeah i think i mean i i think that and i think in my mind uh poison idea gets gets credit and recognition for doing that but from from your perspective do you has is poison idea as revered 
like to you as it as you are to me does that make sense the way i'm asking that yeah because um you know like i said we keep we kept moving on evolving and i never i never looked back and uh then the, the, the records got reissued and uh you know from like jackpot records in portland reissued pick your king four years ago and they said would you write liner notes for this uh, so i went home and i put it on the new and i listened to it for the first time in 30 years i was like wow this is wow this is yeah i can see why people you know <laughs> it's pretty pretty intense it's pretty good pretty good and you know some of the things all people who you know i wouldn't want to i, I sing them like subconsciously i wouldn't want to do them again just so i sing that song thousands of times i hate that song you know <laughs> but um but they all hold up I, I like them all and you know it's not like something i would listen to to go home and put them on and listen to them but i'm not i'm not embarrassed by it and i think it's it's good it's it's you know it's good there's some you know but like i say that genre of music people people move on and change i don't listen to some some stuff some some of the songs there's there's songs in poison idea like you said we must burn there's songs in there that are really kind of weird obscure almost like hanoi rockish type stuff and yeah. i listen to those i'm like wow this is a good rocking song you know this is you know or some almost like the, like lee hazelwood type stuff i'm like this is fucking good stuff so yeah i'm proud of it you know as, as you should be i think it's I, I think it's odd when people say they don't like their own stuff or i i understand not listening to it a ton um but you know but of course you should appreciate it yeah. a little bit you know? yeah yeah that would be pretty um, funny that'd be pretty funny to actually hate you know it's like, <laughs> oh my god you know what what, the, what were you thinking dude <laughs> <You> know, <it's> <laughs> like, <laughs> that's the same people that hate read the books you know they just hate everything they do they just hate you know that's 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 all it is um so uh you mentioned you mentioned a couple of times the re reissuing of records, and you yourself, I think it's you at least, do American leather records, right? So uh, you you put out a, a lot of the Poison Idea stuff there, of course. And when you're reissuing something, what do you want a reissue to be? Do you want it to like stay true to the original, or do you want to amp it up a little bit? Well, I mean, it should there should be a reason why people would want to get it, and uh, you know, we we. I think, like with Field of Darkness, I had um, this guy Brad Boatwright who uh, audio mastered. Scene. Yeah, he did. He did yeah. uh, Dope Smoker by Sleep. Yeah, and yeah. That's, he's done that's a ton pretty, of shit. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Wolf Brigade, also everything, and and you listen to the the sound on those records, and it's just wow. It's it's you know he he because the Field of Darkness was like three different sessions. You know, we recorded mm -hmm. four songs and then three songs and then and he could he would hear that and he'd go, you know, someday I'm going to take these songs. And I'm going to make it sound like one record. And I go, it is one record. And he's like, no, no, listen, you can hear where, how, the, how the EQ level drops right here and, and the compression in the room. I was just like, how can you hear that? Where is the sound? And it's like <laughs> I hear loud or soft or, you know. And he's like, no, it's you can totally hear it. And so he EQ'd him and remastered it so it sounds like straight through. And I know like uh, Steve Hanford was around and he was like, what did you do to the record? Why does it sound? And I was like, you know, it sounds great, man. It sounds great. So people should, and, and I've had a lot of people tell me it finally sounds like a full record. It, it sounds from beginning to end. It's one blast of, you know, whatever. And uh and you know, like I said, have stuff on it. If you reissue it, have reasons that people would want to get it. Have uh, you know more stuff on it, like this thing here. We put this out. Uh, yeah, the yeah. Kings of Punk. And you know, when we put this out originally on Pusmore, we had all sorts of stuff in it. Like, uh, oh, sorry. <clears throat> like that, the original sticker, right? There's a sticker. Um. This thing was impossible. Sorry, this thing was impossible to get back in the day. We handmade these lyric books. Wow! And yeah. we put them, yeah we put them together, and there's like a big lyric book with everything, you know. And then the posters. This this was in the the Pusshead edition, and people I get people write me all the time like, you know, I got the record, the original Pusshead record, but I don't have the posters. You know, can you find me the posters? And I'm like, you know, I don't even have one of those. And then like this thing, <laughs> it's just funny, it's like hospital stuff. Uh, 
this is this was in the Portland edition of the uh, the punk record, and it's a poster. It's like a thank list. We all thank people. Tom lists all his favorite bands. You can see all the. Yeah, that's super cool. That's all. That's awesome. It's, yeah, it's politically incorrect now. Yeah, there's, there's like a lot of real. There's a lot of real. I mean, we had we were kids, and and it was like you know, it's all just like you know, young ass lovers, and you know, <laughs> anal shafting, <laughs> shit like that. It's just like stupid, stupid, you know. But 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 we were always. It was always. We that's the one thing about punk rock. It was always the humor. You know, it was always funny. It was always funny, and we never really took anything too serious, except when it was really serious, what people wouldn't talk about, whether it be like cops or religion or whatever. You know, then it was like you know we knew you know that was it was funny, but we always spoke the truth. It was always being truthful. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah well, I feel like Poison Idea was always known as being a bit, a bit of provocateurs. You know, like I'm saying that word wrong, but you know what I'm trying to sure. say. Sure. Yeah, and uh, but that's but that's like one of the cool. Maybe that's not great, but it was one of the cool things to me about the legacy of the band. And like the, you guys stand out for like so many different reasons. And it's not always just the music. It was your visuals, your presentation, you guys, the people, your, your physical appearances. Was yeah. it was even a thing with Poison Idea? Was stuff like that intentional, or was that just you guys just fucking being yourselves? You know, it was just being ourselves, and uh, you know, we didn't care. You know, Tom, Tom Doug, the the punk fascist stuff. But you would never catch him in like a pair of bondage pants or something like that. You know, he, um, we we would get reviews in records or in magazines of a record we put out, like you know, Feel the Darkness, and the review would just be about the way he's like these fat bastards, blah blah blah, <laughs> right. the guitar player, blah blah blah, the singer, and it would not say a word about the music. It wouldn't say a yeah. word about it. So that kind of affected us. We're just like, you know what? Let's let's amp it up. Let's turn it up and let's go and and uh like i said it's always we weren't we weren't pushing our agenda whatever it may be some bullshit thing that we think you know it's like these you know it's like the cops are great let's think about how great they are and these guys are assholes let's let's push this agenda you know it was it was always we basically we always we questioned everything we asked why we got to the bottom of it we're like why why is it like this well it's because it's like this well why is it like that you know we wanted to know what the fuck what made this thing turn and get to the bottom of it. And if you know the truth and what's going on, maybe, you know, we can fix some of this, but we always did that. We always asked, you know, and some people, you know, we never had nothing against Ian McKay. We put that record out with the butt on it. You know, the, the, we, we put that, we had that photo, we did the photo shoot and we had it. And it was just so like, Oh my God, this thing is just so just like the word (laughs) we're trying to be like, what, what could be, you know, what can we up this? You know, well, you cut your stomach on this, you put poison on you. What can we do next? You know, what can we do next to up the ante? Yeah. And we had that, we had that picture and we're just like, okay, what are we going to call it? It's like dinner is served. No, that's kind of <laughs> stupid. What about this? What about this? And then somebody just goes, call it Ian Mackay, put a picture of an ass on it, call it Ian Mackay. We're like, why not? You know, it's just because it makes people, it's kind of like a, it's like a dichotomy of like, what yeah. do you see? What is this? What does this mean to you? And it's like kind of like a Rorschach test of a photo. It's like, what? And people are just like, so right away, people said that, you know, oh, you're calling you Makai an asshole. It's like, we didn't say that. We didn't say that. You said that. You know, what the fuck? It's like, we put this, it's like, you might have planted you know? the seed, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, like, well, like the tiny Tim, the feel the darkest thing, the tiny Tim thing. Yeah. Yeah. People, people say, they were like we were pointing a gun at a Jewish guy we're like we never said that that is not what it yeah. means why why are you seeing this why are you is this what you think in your head well that's your problem because we never thought that I never ever thought that I thought it was more of a yin and yang thing like like he's this hippie he's this piece hippie and here's here comes the future you know right and it's like you know, kind of like this but we never you know so it's like we just leave it open to you know we're a mirror. We're a mirror. Well, I, I I can't imagine how how poison idea would have went over now. I um, mean, like you know, like about it. you wouldn't have had a chance. Forget about it. no way, no way. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and and that kind of stuff. Just you know, when that happened, you just the the normal person would want to fight back, as you do. You know, you don't really turn the other cheek, and so we would have been definitely been buried. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of that, is Poison Idea done? Are you? Is that is that over? Is it a never say never thing? 
well, that's what I say. That's what I, I've learned is never say never. But you know what? I'm not going to do it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I'm going to continue doing, you know, I'd like to, I'm still working with other bands. Um, a couple of those bands on that record that I put out, uh, we're still doing more stuff. I'm, I'm working with crime scene still. I'm doing stuff with them. I'm doing stuff with the hard ons. I'm doing stuff with other bands. And, um, you know what, it's like I said, the, the variety, I don't really know anybody else who can, you know, I thought of like, like Della Biafra was like lard and this and this and this, he yeah. kind of picks and chooses, but, but it's like, you know, I, I kind of have the best of both worlds and I'm happy to be able to be doing this. And if I, and like I say, it's out of my hands. If Poison Idea does play a show with Poison Idea down in the future, that's up to the right. winds, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that's, I guess that was going to, my question was going to be that, because I assume that that's kind of where Poison Idea was at now. But so where does Jerry A. Lang go from here? Because like, you have basically, it's like you have all of these. This record from the fire and the into the water is like I forget how many songs are, but it's like 10, 12 different starting points. You can go in any direction you want with any of these things, or no direction at all. Where do you plan to go from here? Well, that's that's what I say. That's why I feel lucky to be able to do this because yeah. I can do whatever I want. And I've always kind of, you know, in like the Peter Panish world, I've kind of done whatever I wanted. <laughs> And it's got me here where I'm at, <laughs> you know, a busted up old man sitting right, you know. But uh, yeah, I, you know, like I say, the book, I'm happy with that. I'm happy with that. I get a lot of great response. People are digging on it, and uh, just keep uh, keep keep moving forward every day. Keep just doing, you know, trying new stuff every day. I, I love it, you know, because because if you if you do check out the book, you'll see at the end it's like I was seriously in a hole, and I was just like, fuck it. And whatever happened for whatever reason, um, I'm doing new stuff every day now. I'm just doing, I try to do something new every day. I just got back, I just got back from Paris a couple of weeks ago and I was over there taking cooking classes. <laughs> Seriously, check that out. Just check for fun? Yeah, just for fun, man. Because I was, because I, my wife was talking about Paris and I was like, I don't like Paris. And she's like, I go to the slum. You know, I have to change my suitcase to the toilet so it doesn't get stolen. She's like, where, what part of Paris were you in? And I go, well, when we played these shows here all these times, she's like, you need to see Paris. You need to see it. And so we went there and I learned, I was like, wow, this is an amazing, beautiful city. I've never seen this before. As you know, the Louvre, Notre Dame, all that stuff. And I was like, when we signed up for cooking classes and I, you know, it's like something to do. I mean, learn something, keep this, keep this exercising, you know? What'd you learn yeah. to make? Sauces this time. Was it good? Did you, were you successful? Oh man. Yeah. I'm, I'm doing, you know what? I might do a, I might do a cooking channel. There you go. That's, yeah. that's where this record one, is. The, the easiest, you know, bread and butter, the two easiest things in the world to make is like two ingredients, three ingredients. <laughs> And it's so easy and anybody can do it. And it just it blows your mind. It tastes so good. The stuff, you know, it's like, a, yeah, just like I say, every day, you know, just try something new every day, man. Well, here's what you can do. You can start a, you can start a theme from the, yeah, from the fire into the water right now. And next can be from the, from, yeah. <laughs> from the garden into the oven or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that, honestly, that's life. You know, one foot, one foot in front of the other. That's what it's all about. You know, just, you don't yeah. want to go, you know, you, they, there's a reason they say that they don't say one foot behind the other because you're going backwards. You go in front of the other and you keep moving forward. And that's what, you know, like I said, a shark has to keep swimming forward or it dies. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so is there any, is there any plans for you going forward? Are you like, I know you mentioned, uh, uh, actually I just wanted to ask about the band crime scene. Cause they're like a, they're like a metal band from where, where exactly is it? Bel- from Belgium. From Belgium. How'd you, how'd you end up with these guys? They just, they were old punk guys. They had some stuff to do with this band. Zyklon A, Zyklon B back in the day um, from Belgium. We, they just, contacted me and sent me some songs and I was like yeah I go but you know what if we do these songs I want to play some shows and they're like yeah let's do it so we did a whole album and that record should be coming out in a couple months oh wow yeah damn yeah we're just keep doing stuff with them and uh, like I said yeah we're doing you know there's a whole album with crime scene um, hopefully I'll be doing work with all these that was fun just keep doing more stuff you know doing more shit every day 
Awesome. Awesome. You know, it's another funny thing um, on, on from the fire into the water. I was listening to the, I think it's the, is the dare to defy track. Is that the wide eye cover? Yeah. I was listening to that and I was like, man, he sounds a lot like Paul bearer on this one. <laughs> and then I think Paul bearer is on it. Isn't it? Isn't that? What? Yeah. Yeah. Me and Paul. Yeah. Check this one out. You know what? A weird six degrees separation. Paul bearer sent me, he overnighted me a big box of homemade bagels yesterday. <laughs> Overnighted bagels. Honest to God. So talk about talk about people's strange turns in life and you never would have expected it. He's he's been cooking and I've been w- talking with him and stuff. And he's like, Man, I made these bagels around this world. And I was like, send me some. He's like, All right. He's like, You got it. Wrapped them up and sent them to me overnight and I got them. They're great. They're great. There you go, man. You you two need to start a cooking challenge. Just you two together. That'd be a <laughs> yeah. I, I thought about that. Thought some about pretty notorious hard- uh, hardcore dudes cooking up some yeah, baked we were, goods. <laughs> well, when we were like on the outs with our significant others, I was thinking it'd be cool to have like an odd couple be involved <laughs> like an odd couple thing, you know? The funny thing is, is that people would probably see like, oh, that pairing makes sense. Yeah. I don't- <laughs> Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But no, no, it's cool. I, well, I'm. I was pleasantly surprised with the record. I'm very glad it, it landed on my, you know, quote unquote doorstep. Um, it's it's super cool. I didn't know you were up to all this. Um, I thought it was just a poison idea. So this was like, it's it's almost like it's like getting reintroduced to you as an artist the way I was introduced to Poison Idea back in back in the early '90s. It was here's here's the entry point and now there's all these ways to go so i think it's great i think it's very cool well you know like on the on the on the record there's a line on uh the crime scene song like don't count him out until he's stuck in the ground <laughs> so it's like you know what it's like yeah it's, you never know just keep just keep you know keep on keeping on well keep doing what you're doing i'm, I'm very much enjoying it i'm gonna get those books read them myself yeah so check it out so what, what i'm doing new um I'm DJing New Year's Eve with Fear. I'm playing all just like punk stuff with Fear's playing here in Portland and I'm going to DJ. So everything, every day, something new, man. That's awesome. That's awesome, man. Yeah, yeah. Keep keep doing it. You're killing it right now. Did you expect this late well, career resurgence? <laughs> no, man. No. Like I said, you know, the book, like I said, the book, the book was a uh, filled suicide note. It was like I, I expected to end like yeah. a couple of years. I was thought, I thought this was it. I did. And I was like checking out and then I, I wrote the book to like, and then a, something happened. Now you're going to have to write know, a fourth man. one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Black, black shirt fades gray. Twisted narrative, that something will happen again. 
So there you have it. That was my pleasant conversation with Jerry A. Lang of Poison Idea. Jerry A. Lang of Jerry A. Lang. Uh, Go check out that new record. Go read his new books. Lots of stuff going on from this guy. If you want to check out those uh, Poison Idea reissues, I highly encourage. I know you couldn't see what we were talking about, what he was showing me as he was going over them, but they are pretty damn impressive. I'm going to need to pick some of them up myself, if I don't say so. Uh, But I want to thank him for his time, his conversation. I'm not exaggerating when I say it was a bit of an honor to be able to speak to the man. A notorious part of hardcore punk history. Not just as a member of Poison Idea, but just being himself and who he is. Well, the year's almost over and there's not much to report. There might be one more episode before... I wrap this thing up for 2022. I think so. You'll see. Currently, I'm doing a yearly recap on the Instagram page, on the social medias, I should say. If you want to go check out what I have to say about the last few years of the podcast, five years in, this is wrapping up year number five. Of course, this year, I launched gettingitout.net. Please go check that out. Not a whole lot going on there right now as nobody's announcing shit here at the end of the year. I'm sure that'll pick up as soon as we hit the new year. So be on the lookout for that. Go get caught up with news, reviews, and videos. And of course, past episodes of the podcast. But let's end this one. And let's end it with a track from Dead Cross off of their second album, Two. You can go read the review for that on gettingitout.net. But this song is off of that record. It's called Heart Reformer. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.
Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.